When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Maniacs! Welcome to a Maniacs News Drop. That's right, I wouldn't try and keep this sucker under 30 minutes for you guys, because that's what a news drop is. But this is your host, Adam Brewer. Um, please go to all of our platforms, check out the Michigan Maniac Podcast, rate it. If you can, if you can leave a, a review, please do that. Or go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook and go ahead and rate us there. And also, please leave a review. Um, Before we get going, I also want to say there are still some stickers left over for uh, from the 10,000 listen uh, promotion that I'm giving out. So if you want a car sticker, something you put on a notebook, whatever you guys want to do, these are high quality stickers. I paid a decent amount of money for them because I wanted them to be good. They're very high quality. They're good to go. It helps the word of mouth. And if you want them for free, you can get them for free. All you got to do is email your, email me your name and your uh, address to mmp5401 at gmail.com. Do that. I will send it out probably the next day. Uh, so if you guys want that, please. I'm giving out for free. I don't care how many I, I got to give out for free because you guys have been phenomenal. So let's get into the basketball. This is a news drop about the basketball team and what we're doing right now. Listen, we're 22 and two. Actually, after today, we're 23 and two, 11 and two in the conference. Phenomenal. I mean, we can't get any better at this. Michigan State, who is our number one rival this year, well, let's face it, in basketball every year. Ohio State, we love to beat them. Anytime we can beat those buckholes, we can beat them, and I love it. I'll never turn down a, a fucking beatdown on the Buckeyes. But Michigan State, Sparty, will always be our number one rival in basketball. They are currently on a three-game losing streak. <laughs> That's right. The unbeatable Spartans look like Dookie. Um, while we just keep, well, out of the last three games, we've won two and lost one. And that Iowa game, we looked like complete crap. I mean, one, Teske got into foul trouble. Questionable calls in some of them. I mean, playing Iowa, either in football or in basketball at home, it's a monumental task. Because whatever it is, they just come to play when they're at home. So, yeah, we lost that one. What was it, like 74 to 59 or something ridiculous like that? Uh, We had a decent shooting performance, but when our big man gets in trouble like that and we really don't have anybody right now to fill in for him, I know Brandon Johns Jr. is coming up. We've got Castleton. He played like one game or something. So we really don't have anybody to fill the spot. I mean, we got Livers who comes in for him, but Livers is athletic. He's more like a Jordan Poole. He's not really a John Teske. John Teske, by the way, is a man. Like, last year, I had zero confidence in John Teske. Zero. 
I thought he was timid. I thought he was scared. He didn't know who he who he was. He wanted his mommy. He didn't know what to do. And we only saw flashes of what he could be. This year, this boy has put on his big boy pants and is rocking fools in this goddamn conference. I'll be honest. Phenomenal kid. Iowa, he fouled out. He only had, let me look at this real quick. Iowa, he had eight points. Not a great performance. But you come out to Rutgers where we won 77-65. The kid had, well, he still had seven points in that one. Not not great, but his presence was there. Making Rutgers take different shots. He couldn't go. He couldn't drive the lane on him. He couldn't do a lot of things. That's what Teske does. Even if he doesn't score a lot of points, he's still in there redirecting the opponent's offense. I mean, he can do blocks, great rebounding. I mean, he held, basically he held Hap tonight to 18 points. Hap is one of Wisconsin's, Oh, he, they're, he's their best player, but he's probably one of the top 25 best players in the country. He's so boring. He reminds you of Kevin McHale, to be quite honest. Just watching Kevin McHale play basketball used to frustrate me because I couldn't believe that somebody that looked like Kevin McHale could play basketball like Kevin McHale. And it's because he does the dips he do up underneath your arm. He backs in and backs in and then makes these shots. You're like, what the F happened here? So, you know, Hap put in a good performance. Uh, but let's get back to the Rudger game. We had the, one of our best shooting performances against Rutger. Uh, granted, the Iowa game, we did not look good. In the last few games, we haven't looked good really shooting the ball. But somebody always kind of saves our bacon in this. Um, with that Rutger game, it was Iggy. Iggy came out of his slump, 23 points, looked phenomenal. I mean, Matthews with 11, Simpson with 14, and Poole with 15. That's what we need if we're going to make it to the national title game this year. We need Teske to come up with more than seven. Now, if Teske comes up with what he had tonight uh, against Wisconsin, his 17 points and 12 rebounds, I believe 17 is the most he scored this season. And I think 12 rebounds might be the most he's actually had this season as well. But the kid looked great. I mean, defensively he was solid. Offensively he was draining a few threes. I mean, you can't just stop this kid in the post. You got to make sure you get him on the outside as well. He's, I just, I, I'm such a big fan of Teske right now. Now, the one kid that I really am not sure what's going on with, and I guess he's really just starting to show that he's a freshman, is Iggy. Bradeskis is super talented. Like, played against grown-ups, coming up with that whole Canadian thing, just 100% a talented kid. But, started off like gangbusters at the beginning of the season, kind of been hit or miss over the last 10 or so games. I mean, we've got he had zero points against Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Um, he had two points tonight. And then he breaks out with 23 against Rutgers and then Iowa Iggy had 16. So you just never know what you're going to get with this kid. And I think it's just because he's a freshman. So he's going to hit that wall. He's going to try and figure out what's going on. I don't know really what else to say about him. I I, I just know, hopefully, he breaks out of this and he becomes that kid we need. But as long as we have 
two to three players that put in decent performances, and Teske's got to be one of those three, we should win every game from here on out. I mean, you had Matthews tonight with 18 points. Granted, 16 of them came in the second half. But still, when we needed him the most, Matthews tonight made clutch, clutch points. I mean, the drop back two-pointer to put us up by seven with like a, less than a minute left to go. Um, for you gamblers, that would help. That would definitely make you happy because we covered um, the alley oop at the end, which was electric. But also for gamblers, if you took the point spread, uh, that definitely helped out. That made us up by nine. Um, but there's one thing that watching Wisconsin over the last couple games, and that's including the game against Minnesota. There's this kid on this team that I cannot stand. Cannot stand this kid. Uh, Brad Davidson, he is every white kid I have ever disliked playing any type of sport, ever. He's a dirty player, and he he just does all the irritating things, like in basketball. What's the most irritating thing you can do on defense? One, is be the guy who tries to get all the charges, and then complains when you get called f when it doesn't go your way, Right? Give me a break. It's ridiculous. I can't stand this kid. And then when he doesn't get what he wants, he does what Bruce Bowen did with the Spurs. He sticks out his leg. He tries to trip you. He tries to hurt you in, in non-aggressive ways. If you're going to be a passive-aggressive basketball player, you can go screw yourself, all right? Brad Davidson, you know what you're doing. You're just a douche. You're an absolute douchebag, right? I just can't. I, I can't take these guys. I hated Bruce Bowen. I didn't like John Stockton, even though John Stockton was a beast with, uh, with the with the. Jeez, uh, why well, can't even think of it? The Jazz, but still, dirty player. Look at what he did. Dirty player. Brad Davidson, same thing. Complete dirt ball. Trying to hurt the kid from Minnesota, sticking out his foot, trying to take out his ankles. He does the same thing with us. Gets angry, actually chases down refs when he doesn't get the charge that he thinks he deserved. Just an absolute annoying person. Let alone, Wisconsin plays the most boring, infuriating defense slash offense I've ever seen. This team, actually, you know, to be quite honest, every Big Ten team kind of, like every Big Ten basketball team kind of mirrors their offensive team except for two. Like, like Michigan State's uh, basketball team is much better than their, their Michigan their Michigan State football team. Ohio State's basketball team is much worse than their football team. So we'll take those two out. But Minnesota, kind of the same. Uh, Wisconsin, the same. I mean, they both play boring-ass offense along with mind-numbingly irritating defense. Iowa, same. You can't play them at home because they always come up big for the most part. Uh, Rutgers, pfft, who cares? Nebraska, pfft, who cares? Both on both sides, football and basketball. I mean, there's just so many teams. You're just like, wow. It's like I'm watching the same. Do they bring over the same coaching staff? Because they're doing all the same boring shit. Um, except, and then us. Literally, we've got kind of a questionable offense on offense on basketball and defense because we're we're spotty right now when it comes to shooting 
uh, offensively when it comes to basketball. Granted, we have the talent to just destroy kids. When we put our minds to it and we're hot, it's over. You can't stop us. I, I know Duke is powerful. Duke is all this stuff. But you run up against our defense against, and then our offense is hot, forget it. It's not even, we'll win by 10. But same thing with our football. Hey, between the 20s, our football team last season was fantastic. But then we kind of fizzle out towards the goal. You know, defense, solid as hell. The one thing I'll do is I'll say our defense basketball-wise is much stronger than our defense football-wise. Only because in big games, our defense in basketball shows up. Uh, Villanova, North Carolina, Ohio State. These are things our defense shows up in. Football can't really say the same. Now, granted, yeah, we did get blown out by Iowa. I think that was mainly a brain fart. Plus, Teske got hurt, or not hurt, but fouled out. He was in foul trouble all all freaking game. You know, when you run mainly six players and you don't have a deep bench, if your main man gets in foul trouble, you're going to have problems offensively and defensively. Just the way it goes. I'm sorry. That's how basketball runs. Um... But tonight, seriously, one of the best games I've seen us play. Uh, you know, Simpson may have only had, what did Simpson have, five points tonight? But the way he ran the offense, uh, the way he shut down their point guard, the way he just does everything. This kid is so solid. Uh, so much better than last year. Also, Poole had a decent game, 10 points. And that alley-oop to Livers at the end of the game was absolutely electric. Got me out of the couch. I'm jumping up and down. It was exciting as hell. Now, that's about what it... Right now, we're looking good. Like I said, we're number one in the Big Ten because of Sparty's three-game losing streak. Um, Purdue is hot on our tail, but we've got them because head-to-head we've beat them. So we're technically number one in the Big Ten. Um, But our next three games are huge. Absolutely huge. Well, I don't know if it's the next three games, but it's three games in February that are huge. Uh, February 16th, Maryland. Very big game. Uh, they've got one hell of a kid down down below. Teske's got to stay focused on this one. Minnesota, they played us rough the first time we played them. Now we're playing them, I believe, at Minnesota. Going to be tough. We beat them on a last-second three-pointer. Oh, no, actually, last-second shot by uh, by Matthews at home. So they're going to be tough. They're, they're absolutely a lot tougher than we give them credit for. They're a good team. Then, closing out February, we've got Michigan State. Now, that's at home, I believe. That's going to be the true litmus test of how we are as a team and what we can really expect going forward, I think. Uh, it's going to be huge. But what I like about it is Maryland's February 16th. Then you've got shortly thereafter Minnesota on the 21st and then Michigan State on the 24th. None of this six to seven day layoff and then play a big game. You got three days from a big time play from a big time team in Minnesota who will be a tournament team. In my opinion, Minnesota is a complete tournament team. Uh, In my opinion, it's going to be Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, uh, Purdue, 
Purdue, Maryland, and then maybe Minnesota making the tournament. I don't think Ohio State's going to keep it up. Penn State's a joke. The rest of them, maybe NIT. But we're going to have at least six to eight teams in that in that uh, in that tournament. So, getting off of basketball for a second, I want to finish with this whole Justin Fields being uh, allowed to play next year. I've seen some polls where people are worried about it or not worried about it, but here's my opinion on this. Can we stop worrying about Justin Fields for a second? Here's the thing. We've got everything going in our favor right now. Urban Meyer is gone. The traitor, uh, Big Daddy Greyjoy, bitch tits, Greg Madison, gone. Al Washington, gone. They've all gone to the enemy. No one else to to spill over the secrets of the team. Um and last time I checked, Justin Fields has played, what, two college football games? And we're scared to death of Justin Fields? Last time I checked, Martell and Justin Fields were both five-star quarterbacks, I think. Unless Martell hit the four-star, but I'm pretty sure they were both five-star quarterbacks. We weren't really that scared of Martell. Why the hell are we so scared of Justin Fields? He couldn't beat out Fromm. And I'm not saying Fromm's a, a bozo by any stretch of the imagination. But you know how bad uh, they wanted to start Justin Fields? And he couldn't beat out Fromm. Let's not go crazy. Maybe Georgia saw something that they were like, well, maybe he's not good enough to f- beat Fromm out. And he didn't start. Why are we so worried about Justin Fields? Last time I checked, Haskins tore us the F up. I don't think he's going to do what Haskins did. Haskins had 50 touchdowns. 50. I can guarantee you Justin Fields ain't going to throw for 50 touchdowns this season. Ain't going to happen. It hasn't happened in the Big Ten for I don't know how long. But it's going to happen with Justin Fields? Justin Fields has played two college football games and we're scared to death of Justin Fields? Can we stop putting Ohio State players on a pedestal that we, think, that we don't think we can reach. Last time I checked, when we were beating Ohio State on a regular basis, we didn't give a shit who they had on their team. And we'll just give you an idea who those players were. Eddie George. Do you think we were scared of Eddie George? He was up for the Heisman. I don't even think he won the Heisman the year that Tim Bianca Patuka threw down 315 yards or 313 yards Rushing on those Buckeyes. Do you think we worried about Eddie George then? We were like, oh my God, Eddie George is coming. We're going to lose. Oh God forbid, what are we going to do? Eddie George. He had way more games playing as a college football player than Justin Fields has. And yet somehow we're worried about what Justin Fields is going to do. How the hell do we even know he's going to be good? Maybe he comes in and shits the bed completely. Then, well, oh, we're going to be worried about it? I don't even know if Ryan Day's a good coach yet. I'll be honest. I don't think Urban Meyer coached all season last year until the until the Michigan game when his buddy Bitch Tits Greyjoy gave him all the secrets about the front, about the defensive line and everything else we were going to be doing. Granted, we didn't stay with a great offensive approach or, well, granted, uh, who knows what Brown was doing or what was being thwarted at that point in time. We didn't play great against Ohio State and they had every right to whip our ass. 
I hate to say that, but it's true. Harbaugh coach scared, and so did Brown, but it probably didn't help because I really do believe that someday we're going to find out that Greyjoy totally sold us out. And it didn't help that half of our defensive line was hurt as well. Also, uh, David Boston, do you think we cared that David Boston was one of the most electrifying wide receivers in college football the years he played against us? No, but I'm pretty sure we whipped his ass a few years. Oh, by the way, Eddie George is 1-2-1 against us. Did we act scared against Eddie George? No, we didn't. We didn't act scared against Robert Smith either. And all three of those players were much better players as of now and had more college experience than Justin Fields. Last time I checked, he's not the Messiah. Okay, let's get over this. We played the Messiah last year. Dwayne Haskins was a phenomenal quarterback. I don't care what you have to say. I hate it that he's a fucking Ohio State quarterback, but that's the case. He was actually good. He may actually be the one and only Ohio State quarterback to go in the NFL and actually do something. I know. That's a shocking thing for me to say because as we all know, you can't add two Players, two Ohio State quarterbacks or Michigan State quarterbacks and put them together and have any type of resume. None of them. They're all either great backup quarterbacks or great... uh, None of them are great. They all suck. I can't even bring myself to say that they're good in anything. They're awful. Dwayne Haskins may be the only one to go to the NFL and actually do something. Okay? We lost last year. Let's get over it. Harbaugh, yes, he better beat Ohio State next year. He better. And then if he doesn't, then we'll reassess as we go from there. But he's winning in the recruiting battles right now. Okay? Yeah, we didn't get Zach Harrison because Big Daddy Greyjoy screwed us over. I can almost guarantee you that. Why in the world would you be why would you be recruiting your butt off to get some kid to go to Michigan when you know you're going to Ohio State. Why? It makes no sense. And to tell me that so out of the, just out of the blue he decided to go to Ohio State, you guys are just being foolish and sticking your head into the sand and you don't want to hear real facts. There is no way that guy didn't think he was going to Ohio State or had it planned. Give me a break. That's just the way it goes. So let's get over this whole Justin Fields thing. And if he comes in and he's great, okay, then let's worry about it then. But last time I checked, like I've said throughout this whole podcast, he has two starts. I don't even know if they were starts in college football. Let's not worry and make him the greatest thing ever when he really has no proof of being the greatest thing ever. We can go through the history of college football and probably find a ton of five-star athletes who are complete and utter busts when it comes to college football. So let's not start worrying about some guy who showed some type of promise. Big deal. Oh, he might have won one or two games with Georgia in the SEC. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? He couldn't beat out Fromm. If he can't beat out Fromm, then I'm not really worried about what he can do on the football field. I'm not saying that he's going to suck, but I'm not going to say that he's a fucking football Jesus. 
Let's just worry about winning each game next year and being the best damn Michigan football team we can be. And I'll be honest, we are much better this year, in my opinion, in certain key spots than we were last year. Daxton Hill, if he starts at safety, is better than Cannell. Cannell couldn't cover it and save my... She, he couldn't cover my grandmother. And my grandmother's been dead for 10 years. Cannell couldn't cover her. He's slow is what I'm saying, people. He can't do it. Okay, and if we have Hawkins as our starting safety, he's still better than Cannell. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have a much better defense. Amory Thomas, you're going to tell me, I'm grand, I know we're missing David Long, and David Long was a fantastic cornerback. But I'm telling you right now, Everybody's going to fall in love with Amory Thomas. That kid is legit. Our defensive line seems thin right now, but if Luigi Villain and Devin, Devin Jeter and uh, Mazzy Smith and Chris Hinton all show up and do something this season, we won't have to. We won't be saying anything else. Okay? Yeah, we're thin there. Our defensive line, our defensive linebackers seem a little thin as well. But give Don Brown a chance, and I'm telling you right now, we're going to have a much better team than we did last year because where we were last year, we had slow people at key positions. I don't know if we have that anymore. I just don't. So, with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. But always and forever, listen, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Thank you so much for listening. Also, forever and always, go blue.